Welcome to the HR Chat Show, one of the world's most downloaded and shared podcasts designed for HR pros, talent execs, tech enthusiasts, and business leaders. For hundreds more episodes and what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. Hello, this is Bill Bannon, your host today. And joining me on this episode is Brian Peckerell, Interim Executive Director over at McGowan Fund Fellows Program. Hey, Brian, welcome to the show today. Hi, Bill. It's a pleasure to meet you. I'm excited to be on HR Chat. The HR Gazette is fantastic, and I'm looking forward to the conversation. Thank you, Brian. I feel like maybe we've got too much orange on our website, but that's another discussion for another time. But I appreciate your kind words. Uh, Let's get straight into it then. Uh, Perhaps you can start by introducing yourself and telling our listeners a bit about the William G. McGowan Charitable Fund. I'd be glad to do that. So I'm, of course, Brian Peckerell. I'm the Interim Executive Director for the William G. McGowan Charitable Fund. Uh, We are a place-based philanthropy. We do work in five geographic regions across the United States. They are Chicago, Rochester, New York, Northeastern Pennsylvania, uh, Denver, Colorado, and Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas City, Kansas. Our work is primarily to address poverty through sustainable community grant making. We also support the promotion of ethical leadership through the McGowan Fellows Program and the Ethical Leader of the Year Award. We've been doing work in this area of ethical leadership, ethical business leadership for about 14 years now. And this is our second year conducting the Ethical Leader of the Year Award. It is indeed. And actually, I was I was lucky enough to chat with Johnny C. Taylor and uh, and uh, Diane Spencer uh, last year when you guys uh, launched the awards. And it's great to see that you guys are back at Sherm. Uh, with with the second round, the second year. Tell us a bit about the motivations for holding a second Ethical Leader of the Year Award and why do you think that SHRM, particularly the SHRM Annual Conference and Expo, is is an appropriate venue for it to be held? Most certainly. The Ethical Leader of the Year Award is a natural extension into our first foray into ethical leadership, the McGowan Fellows Program. Now, for some context, the McGowan Fellows Program honors the legacy of our benefactor, Bill McGowan, the former CEO of MCI Communications. In his leadership of one of the larger telecommunication companies in the United States, Mr. McGowan was always known as a very ethical leader. He was known to say, one of his mantras was that there's only one way to conduct business and that's the right way. Mr. McGowan led MCI during the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Now let's fast forward 15 years or so to 2008. It was pretty clear at the McGowan Fund that during the financial crisis, unethical business leadership was one of the core ingredients to the entire mess and that it affected people. Poverty increased, folks lost their 401ks, jobs, and their livelihoods. We knew that uh, you know, Bill would want to do something and we truly understood the crucial importance to developing the next generation of ethical leaders. Uh, We wanted some people that could lead like Bill and would consider the impact of both business and uh, society on their business decisions. Bill believed that education can transform his own life. And as a result, the fund had always supported access to education. Within this context, the fund launched the McGowan Fellows Program, 
which is an MBA scholarship focused on empowering that next generation of ethical business leaders. We've been running that program for over a decade now, and we've noticed that ethical leadership in the role of business leaders, and frankly, not just business leaders, leaders in generals, this conversation in society has really elevated in recent years. It's become part of the national dialogue. And for this, uh, the conversation has mostly focused on the negative. The Ethical Leader of the Year Award really extends upon the work of our work in the Fellows Program. And it's really a moment to flip this conversation on its head, to honor and reflect those leaders who are ethical leaders and who are both advancing business and society. SHRM has a long-standing commitment to ethical leadership. And HR in general is a critical partner in establishing an organizational culture and making decisions regarding what an organization chooses to be and how they choose to show up in this world. SHRM is the largest HR organization in the world. At this point, they have over 310,000 members, believe it or not. I really can't think of a better partner than SHRM to be partnering for on this award. Okay, thank you, Brian. Just out of interest, Brian, how do you, how do you guys select your candidates? How do, how do candidates for the award apply? What does that process look like? Of course. So we, we select uh, our candidates using a nomination system. So we solicit nominees uh, for the award, and we get nominations from other CEOs, members of board of directors, prominent business leaders who know individuals who are indeed ethical leaders. And we have a very rigorous criteria for reviewing them using uh, the principles of ethical leadership, which are kind of the, the bedrock of our McGowan Fellows Program. These principles are courage, resilience, self-awareness, empathy, accountability, and character and integrity. The EI Sunday Supplement is a new mini-series created by the HR Gazette in partnership with Jen Noss North America, a world leader in emotional intelligence assessments and training designed specifically for business environments. Tune in each week and discover new ways to connect and collaborate with colleagues. I'd love to hear from you now. You spoke a little bit about the origins of of, of the the organization uh, and and Mr. McGowan, but maybe you could talk to us a bit more about the principles of ethical leadership established by William McGowan. Uh, how how are they being taught today by the McGowan Fund? Of course. To begin, I kind of want to focus on what our vision for leadership is. We believe that leadership is direction, alignment, commitment. So direction is, is pretty simple, setting your goals and objectives. Alignment is creating those organizational tactics to achieving your direction. And commitment, that's establishing guardrails for what your company and what your leaders will do and what they won't do. This commitment piece, this is where ethics can be implemented through flexing one's positive virtues or positive values. For the McGowan Fellows Program, we've selected six principles to focus on for a positive approach to values-based leadership. As I said a little bit earlier, those principles are courage, resilience, self-awareness, empathy, accountability, and character and integrity. The paradox of leadership is leadership is most needed in situations that are complex, challenging, and typically novel. A leader has probably not faced these problems before. Compounding this, our model for training leaders, the MBA, Typically, leadership is taught in the classroom, and structured classroom learning does not prepare individuals to lead or confront these challenges. 
uh, we use our principles of ethical leadership as a means to help our fellows encounter challenging novel problems. And the model that we use is very counter to the model that's taught in MBA programs. Our fellows really spend only about 10% of their time focused on structured classroom learning. The majority of our learning is spent through challenging experiential learning environments. We call it the Social Impact Project. And for our fellows, they are working on a, pro a project uh, in Chicago. They're engaged in uh, a theme of youth experiencing homelessness in Chicago, and they're required to confront this theme directly through street outreach volunteerism, visits to youth shelters, and other not-for-profits across the Chicago land area. This is supposed to be a jarring experience, and while the fellows aim is to positively impact the youth and the organizations that are serving them, our aim is to create space for our fellows to reflect on the privilege that they have received throughout their life as high achieving business students who go to some of the best schools in the country. We're hoping through this process that they can better understand their values and their leadership vision. To complement this, the fellows are also receiving values focused developmental coaching. So as they explore their own leadership, they have a coach who can help them develop uh, an actualized manner to, to reflecting these principles of ethical leadership in their own leadership practice. Thanks for tuning in to the HR Chat Podcast. If you're enjoying this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. And now, back to the conversation. Okay, so my next question for you, Brian, I, I always don't want to ask it because it, it kind of feels like it should be obvious, yeah. but maybe it's not. Maybe it's not obvious to everybody. Maybe it's not part of the the, the corporate values or um, the the initial building out of, of certain organizations out there. So my question for you is, how important is ethical leadership in the world of work, Brian? Yeah, Bill, it's foundational. Uh, I've heard the Sherm president and CEO, Johnny C. Taylor Jr. say, that better workplaces lead to a better world. I think this is actually Sherm's mantra. Uh, half of the population of the United States go to, goes to work every single day. Uh, work is just a part of society that we cannot ignore. And if we have any hope of having uh, ethical institutions in our country, just having an ethical nation in general, it really begins in the workplace and probably in the home. I would agree with that, Brian, certainly. Um, okay, so a recent Ernst & Young study highlighted the importance of empathy, which is a core principle of ethical leadership, of course, in fostering increased efficiencies, creativity, job satisfaction, idea sharing, innovation, and even revenue generation, you know, even the bottom line. However, the study also revealed that empathy remains in short supply this year in 2023. Why do you think that's the case, Brian? Yeah, there's there's a couple reasons for why that might be the case. And I think it goes back to our social impact project. We just don't create a lot of spaces in society where people can both feel safe, but also uncomfortable. Uh, and to have authentic in, interactions with different types of people. Uh, I think that certainly if we create more opportunities for interactions with different people, uh, we can create more, more empathy. And I think that business schools and all different types of institutions, if they create these interactions, even if they're done via simulations, kind of like the social impact project, 
it would likely lead to greater national empathy. You know, I speak with MBA students fairly regularly, and this is an issue of critical importance to Gen Z. They regularly cite empathy as one of the most important traits for themselves in leadership, how they want to lead and how they want to be led. And I really think that for hiring managers to not just attract the best talent, but to attract talent in general, organizations must prove to this next generation that they do, they do indeed lead with empathy. Okay, thank you. So given the quiet quitting crisis, Brian, afflicting talent retention and recruitment, are employees and candidates now in the driver's seat? And perhaps as part of that answer, you could, if you, if you, if you do think that they are in the driver's seat, perhaps you could explain how that reinforces the importance and the need for the perception that a, a company and the leaders within a company are indeed ethical. Yeah, I think it's a two-way road. Uh, employees uh, flock to companies in which their ideas and values are reflected. And frankly, leaders do as well. So when organizations take on an ethical mindset, an ethical framework, uh, I think that they, they draw the best talent and they gain a critical capacity to deliver on their mission to produce and succeed. And that further advantage uh, further leads to their competitive advantage. So I wouldn't say that employees are in the driver's seat, but what I would say to kind of advance this analogy is that they're co-pilots on the flight. Brian, this conversation has flown by and we're almost at the end already. I can't believe it. Um, before we do wrap up, how can our listeners connect with you? So maybe you might want to share your LinkedIn, your email address, wherever else you hang out on the socials. And of course, how can they learn more about the McGowan Fund? Absolutely. They can learn more about the McGowan Fund by visiting our website. It's williamgmcgowanfund.org. And I am on LinkedIn. They're free to search for me, Brian Peckerel. And I look forward to engaging with anyone on this, this really important conversation. Brian, I've, I've enjoyed chatting with you today. Uh, good luck with uh, the awards at Sherm there. Uh, it's, uh, this is the biggest Sherm ever, by the way. It's huge. And it's the 75th anniversary so it's a terribly special one so for those folks out there who can't attend in person i do hope at least you're you're tuning in online and checking it out uh i've got a lot of respect and time for all of the work that sherm does and of course what you guys brian are doing over at the william g mcgowan charitable fund thank you very much for being my guest today my pleasure thank you bill and listeners as always until next time happy working Thanks for listening to the HR Chat Show. If you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe and listen to some of the hundreds of episodes published by HR Gazette. And remember, for what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com.